This is Whole Backstage Live, and you're listening to our 13 Days of Halloween. Taken from Catherine Tucker Wyndham's 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. This first compilation of Alabama ghost stories brings you famous ghosts and locations from throughout the mid to late 1800s. Shadows of the unrest which plagued the South during the Civil War. You can still visit some of these locations even to this day. Others have long since been reclaimed by the earth and trees and creeping vines. Thirteen individual readers will share with you these stories of love lost, unbearable tragedy, unsettled ghostly apparitions, and untimely death. Look for a new episode daily until October 31st. The suicide of a troubled and lonely young woman provides the backstory for the haunting of Pratt Hall in Huntington College's Red Lady. Huntington College in Montgomery had been haunted for years by a ghostly visitation known as the Red Lady. Actually, according to some accounts, there have been two apparitions who walked, or walk, the dormitory halls by night and who wore red or wear red. The first lady dressed in red appeared at the college when it was still upstate in Tuskegee before moving to Montgomery in 1910. She was seen one night in Sky Alley, the top floor of the dormitory in the Tuskegee Institution. It was just after all lights were turned off at 10 o'clock in the evening when she came into view, walking up and down the corridors in lonely vigil, looking neither left nor right or uttering no sound. The lady clad in a red evening dress and carrying a red parasol was visible through a crimson aura of light which surrounded her and cast a lurid glow over her unearthly features. The frightened students who saw her hastily gathered in one room and moved a heavy washstand against the door, but they continued to hear her footsteps. These weirdly rhythmic sounds alarmed them so greatly, they became panic-stricken. One of the girls fainted, and nobody dared speak above a whisper until at dawn, the tap, tap, noise of her clicking heels died away. And she was finally glimpsed, disappearing in the gloom of an avenue of cedars leading to an entrance gate. Students at the old college never saw the Red Lady again, but for a long time their sleep was made restless by memories of the ghostly promenade. The mind of one girl became so unhinged that she would not retire at all without having a lighted taper burning at her bedside, and the nerves of others neared the breaking point. Nobody at Tuskegee could explain the reason for the appearance of this luridly red ghost at the college dormitory, nor did anyone know who she was. 
but there was a good reason for her visits of another red lady to the college after it moved to Montgomery. This ghost was a former student named Martha who lived a sorrowful life, which came to a tragic end in her room on the fourth floor of Pratt Hall. Martha was from New York, and she came to Huntington because her father's will specified that his daughter must attend her grandmother's, his mother's, alma mater. This alma mater had been Huntington when it was in Tuskegee. Martha did not especially want to come to Alabama, but her father's fortune was large, and she knew his deep love for his home state of Alabama. So, although knowing no one in this deep south area, Martha somewhat reluctantly came to Huntington. She was dressed in red when she arrived, and she brought with her red draperies for her windows and a red spread for her bed as well as other accessories of the same color. From the beginning, she refused to explain her apparent obsession with the color red. Being a stranger and shy as well as unhappy in her unfamiliar surroundings, she could not make friends among the students. They sensed that she was different from themselves, and having heard she was wealthy, they mistook her shyness for disdain. Martha sat alone and apart from them in the dining hall. She seldom spoke to her roommate, and when girls dropped in to visit, she seemed so cold and unfriendly, they stopped coming. To tell the truth, many of them had come out of curiosity to see the red prayer rug that Martha had bought in Turkey or the odd little figurines on her bookshelves. Her roommate found the situation unbearable, and she asked the house mother if she could move out. The house mother granted this request and put someone else in the room with Martha, who had become increasingly aloof and irritable. The second girl also left after only a week. This procedure happened again and again, as one roommate after another found it impossible to live with a surly girl. At last, the president of the dormitory, who was known for her ability to get along with everybody, moved in with Martha and did all she could to make friends with her, but all efforts were futile. Martha had become embittered as well as withdrawn, and she seemed to resent the presence of this kind-hearted girl. After all her efforts at friendship had failed, and after she found herself growing depressed and despondent, the dormitory president packed her belongings and prepared to leave. Just as she was about to go, Martha, who had not known of her imminent departure, returned to the room. With a look of defiance, she said, So, you couldn't stand me either like all the rest of your stuck-up friends. I was beginning to think you really wanted me to be your friend. But you hate me like the rest. Well, I'm glad to be rid of you. Take your things and go. But I'll tell you one thing, my dear. For the rest of your life, you'll regret leaving this room. The house president was disturbed by this bitter outburst, but in the midst of her many activities, she soon forgot about Martha's prophetic words. The sad girl, abandoned by the person she had believed to be her only friend, formed the habit of wandering into the rooms where other girls were congregating, 
but her presence cast a chill upon the groups, and they would soon find flimsy excuses for leaving her alone. Then, with a feeling of alienation from all humankind, she would return to her solitary sleeping quarters, where she would wrap herself in her red bedspread as though she were retreating from the whole world. Later, her behavior became even more strange. She would wait until lights were out, and then she would visit one dormitory room after another, never saying a word, but staring into space as if she were in a trance. As time passed, she took to walking up and down the halls during the darkest hours of the night. Often, she would alarm girls by opening and closing their doors, then hurrying away to resume her pitiful promenade. One evening, after Martha had not appeared for classes or meals all day, her former roommate, the dormitory president, had a guilty feeling and decided to go see her, thinking that this time she might be able to help Martha in some way. As she neared Martha's room, at an isolated end of the corridor on the top floor of the building, she noticed the first of the now-famous flashes of red shooting out into the corridor, down from the room's transom, as so many have seen since. She opened the door and screamed. Girls from all over the fourth floor Pratt rushed from their rooms to see what was wrong. They found the dormitory president lying in a faint within the doorway of Martha's room. Not more than three feet beyond her lay Martha, dressed in her red robe and draped in her red bedspread with blood around her on the floor. Martha had carried out her threat by slashing her wrist and bleeding to death. This happened a long time ago. But students at Huntington say that on the date of Martha's suicide each year, rays of crimson light flash down from over her transom, and the red lady in her bizarre clothing returns to haunt the halls of Pratt Hall at Huntington College. You have been listening to Holbeck Stage Live and our 13 Days of Halloween. This episode was voiced by Julie Oliver. Tune in tomorrow for another Alabama Ghost Story. This has been a production of the Holbeck Stage Inc. and Holbeck Stage Live on WBSL Radio. Please, please, please take the time to visit our website and check the show description for a link to all of our social media. Follow us for upcoming events and announcements about what you can look forward to on our production calendar. Contact this show at holbackstagelive at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. Imagine your name reaching all of our listeners through our episodes. I know, crazy, right? Thank you for listening. Keep coming back and stay kind.